Welcome back to the Renewed All Up. My name is Taznova and I'm here with Saida, our special guest and BMHM member from last month and also with Firoz and Ansha. So today's topic, we're actually going to continue talking about the effects of grooming in South Asian women because the conversation was so intriguing and we all had so much to say. I think as we wrapped up, we just continued talking after we closed out. So here we are. Hi, everyone. Um, thanks for having me again. Yeah, like the Snova said, we had so much to talk about last time and I feel like we can have several, several podcasts talking about this topic and related topics that come up. One of the things that I was thinking about um, that we could maybe talk a little more deeply about is um, caregiving and caretaking, right? Providing care of loved ones um, and how that evolves over time. Um, personally, as my parents have, getting, have been getting older, you know, there's been a lot of need to provide care um, medically and just, you know, spending time with them. And there's a little bit of a role reversal that happens from parent to child. And it's interesting, at least from my experience, something that I've been thinking about is how expectations for caregiving differ based on gender um, and gender norms and traditional norms. I think oftentimes I've seen, not just in my family, but others, um, where daughters are stepping up in really difficult ways um, compared to their brother counterpart. <laughs> um, and it's just like a trend and pattern I've noticed in family dynamics. Um, and it, I'm, I'm sure it happens not just within South Asian communities. Um, it's patriarchy, right, in a nutshell. But it's something that I've been observing and thinking a lot about. And it's a pattern that can be prevalent in, you know, like work professional spaces or school spaces, doing group projects. Um, and it like manifests in different ways. And I think like generation after generation when like in the family dynamic you're providing care for a loved one it's really important to think about how we provide care to the people providing that care right because that's also important i've been to so many different hospitals where there's been pamphlets about like taking care of caregivers as well right like if there's a cancer patient it's not just about providing care to that patient it's also their loved ones and family members who are doing the work taking people to appointments, um, making sure if they're immunocompromised, they're in like a safe space. Um, and that's really difficult in really large family dynamics when everybody wants to see people and visit them. Um, and there's like a boundary issue sometimes um, where, especially around COVID times, like you really have to manage a lot. And there's like a role of setting boundaries. And when like when daughters are the ones picking up and setting those boundaries, I think there's tension there that could <laughs> come up naturally and um, affects like extended you know, family dynamics. So it's just something that I've been thinking about um, recently as part of the conversation last time. Yeah, I've really noticed uh, like while growing up, I've had a lot of friends and family members, like extended family members where... Uh, maybe there's like one daughter in the family and like multiple sons and like no matter what a family member needs, I've always noticed that it's kind of the daughter that's been like conditioned almost to believe that, you know, they're the only one that can fulfill that role and like do it like perfectly. And like even delegating like a smaller task to a son or of like the family is seen as like this huge big deal where it's like 
oh, like, are you sure they're going to be able to handle that? Meanwhile, like, I've seen, like, the female in the family take on, like, 20 more tasks than that um, a lot of the times, like, for the first time. So it's not like, you know, oh, we're just giving it to them to do because they have experience with it. It's just because, no, like, the actual reason is you think they're, like, you know that they're a female, so, one, they're going to take on that role because you told them to, and second, like, you know, that conditioning and grooming again, even from when I was little, I've seen that like within society and within our families and everywhere else that like you were also mentioning. And as a nurse, like I've noticed like at the bedside of all my patients, like a lot of the times, like in my head, I'll assume like, oh, I wonder if this patient only has this daughter. And then like, I get to know the patient and I find out like, the patient has like multiple other sons or nephews or whatever else and I'm like wait how come like only the daughter is like calling for every single appointment taking them to every single appointment looks completely burnt out no one's taking care of them and it just it's so confusing and then like a lot of the times these patients family members will be like yeah like I'm so stressed out like I also have kids and I have to like do a b and c for them and then I'll you know ask them like you know who do you live with or like do you have a partner and they're like oh yeah yeah I do I'm like, where is all the support for like these women who are taking on all these tasks and doing all these things? Um, And even like with the caretaking role, like, like embedded into even motherhood, like I've had a bunch of coworkers who are like on maternity leave right now. And even like hearing the conversation between women, like I work with majority of women, like hearing the conversation between these women, I'm like, it's like so internalized even in our society, like, on how to react. Like, for example, uh, one of the moms, she was just saying, like, you know, I'm so stressed out, like, about what my, like, husband is going to do, like, when he's a new dad. And mind you, like, she's a new mom. So I was just, you know, when I was involved in this conversation, I was like, wait, if you're a new mom and he's a new dad, like, why is it expected that you're going to know how to do everything, but he only needs to, like, burp the baby once in a while? Like, I was like, you guys are both learning the same thing like so why are we expecting you to like know everything and the dad is gonna just pop in and like say hello to the kid like uh no like that's not okay and it's like you know this baby is literally in her stomach as we're having this conversation like at the time and I'm like wow we're already conditioning this dad to not do shit like I just had no words and I was like wow other women are also telling her And, you know, again, like it's internalized for them. They're telling her because they likely have the same experience. And it's hard to admit, like, you also possibly enabled your partner to, like, not do anything or, like, really all that hand-holding. Like, the other coworker was like, oh, yeah, like, you know, let your husband come to the doctor's appointment so that, you know, they could learn. I was like, what do you mean let, like this is your child. Like you're either going to go to the doctor's appointments or the baby's not going to go to the doctor's appointments. Like that were me. Like I'm not like, I'm not going to do a hundred percent parenting here. Um, so it's just, it's, it's like embedded in every step that we take. No, hundred percent. I remember someone had posted, um, like a father, like, you know, who happened to have like a day off and took a photo of his kid and posted and was like, Oh, I'm babysitting my son. For the day no. and i'm like no no that's not babysitting no. <laughs> that's that is your role you signed up for this and it's just really interesting like how we even perceive care and providing care and like how that role um 
changes and it affects like siblings relationships as well like I think when I see some of my older some of my nieces who are like teens also kind of like take a parental role in raising their younger brothers you know what I mean like they ex- they've expressed frustration where it's like where they can see how they're being quote babied right it's like no like there's a clear blatant discrepancy in how the daughter is being raised and treated versus the son and like at least with my family it's um like I've been lucky enough to have a very big family system um in many ways it has its pros but a lot of like the responsibility I feel like falls on or like the work falls on the younger siblings so sisters and brothers included right and we're like the ones who are breaking the cycle and like working together and being collaborative And you can see, like, beautiful results come out of that. And, like, the nephews and nieces, like, see this and step up even more um, and just kind of, like, find a way to work together. And um, I think the way support and care looks like for older generations, at least the ones that, you know, um, I'm familiar with, um, that just plays out differently. And I think that cycle isn't broken. And then they transfer that generationally and it's just fascinating and there's just so much to critique and think about and I think half of like the battle is being aware of all of these cycles and how we can do the work to break them. taking in everything that both of you are saying because I I get so frustrated I get angry I have like so many emotions I just want to be like yes yes like let's do something about it let's change this immediately um and I think about you know the the patient you were talking about like having a child in the womb and then talking about oh you know the father has to has to like it's their first time I'm really worried about them like although technically like the baby isn't essentially like conscious enough to hear what you're saying. Like that's, they're still like hearing what you're saying, you know, and it starts there. I mean, well, I'm a big believer in that of it. It's, it's starting, it starts then it starts in the womb, like the, all this misogyny, patriarchy, like it's, it's starting right there. And you're telling essentially your child that like, Oh, dad's going to have a much harder time. He might not be as present because blah, 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 when, like, they're not even here yet. Like, you're not even holding them yet. And that, like, infuriates me so much. But it's it's also complex. Like, I, my, my father didn't play an active role until I was, like, a, more so a toddler, not so much as an infant, because he, my dad was already in the States before me and my mom and my siblings arrived. So I didn't... Technically, I didn't have the, the the holding or any of that coddling, things like that when I was an infant by him, but my father was extremely present in my life as a toddler. He taught me everything, how to ride a bike, he would take us to the park, he taught us how to swim, he taught me how to drive, like he taught me everything. And although my mom taught me a lot too, to be a strong ass woman, damn straight. <laughs> and, that's what, and my mom is like, where did you get this from? I'm like, you, ma'am you. But like, I know for a fact that my father was barely present in my older brother's life because he was already here and he like, there wasn't, I guess it was his first child. So he didn't really know how to have that connection with him. And so of course, like shocker, my older brother and my father aren't as close, but me and my father and my twins, 
relationship with my father, like, we're still very close because he was so present since we could remember. And so if that doesn't speak to maybe, like, like new fathers listening or, like, men that want to become fathers, right? Like, that that's such a huge role that you play immediately. And it's just something to think about, especially, like, women that are choosing to even have children with these people, right? Like, do you, do you think that's a, an, a really good choice? And I, I mean no judgment by it, but, like, if, if you're looking for equal partnership and, you know, equitable kind of just, like, relationship, then how can you say that, oh, I'm really worried about my husband and the baby? Like, how? that's wild. That's literally wild. Like, to me, that just seems like, why would you even agree to have a child with this person? Uh, it, yeah, it's, it's like so layered and it's crazy because it's like, even before you get to that step, right? Like you're already living with the person, like a lot, most of the time, a lot of the people are living together. And like, you can see from like, even like household chores and like how that's divided up, even how it'll go. I feel like, I mean, obviously it's not always going to be like linear, like, oh, this is how household chores went. So this is how caretaking is going to go. But like, I feel like a lot of the experiences that I've heard from people that I know, it's it kind of like ends up going in that direction. So like, if for example, like with the coworker that I was mentioning, like, you know, I feel like she has mentioned before, like, oh, yeah, like in the house, like I do X, Y, and Z. And like, yeah, maybe like, I'll tell him to like, dry the dishes or something. And I'm like, I mean, you know, there's a difference between telling someone your own needs versus like, listing out what they're supposed to do, like they're a child and like, you're teaching them for the first time. And like, it, it didn't shock me when we were having the conversation about the fatherhood aspect, because I was like, Oh, well, like, I already knew they weren't doing anything in the house. Why would I think they're gonna, like, step in fully for a child? And like, the worst part is like, these men don't think that it's wrong. Like, they think like, Oh, no, like, I genuinely am fine. Like, that, like, I'll do whatever you want me to do kind of thing. And like, Oh, I don't want to like, step over or like your motherhood. And like, you know, do something that I shouldn't be doing. But again, it's like, you guys are both new parents. Like why it's already expected from society, like that a mom should know all these things. And I'm like, that day, I literally had a conversation with myself in my head. And I was like, hold on, this is the first time I'm realizing like both of them are, are new at something for the first time. So why is it expected that the mom is already an ex expert? It wasn't adding up for me. And I was so confused. And I was like, Oh, because it doesn't make sense. Because it's all a lie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry I thought that was your patient as like your co-worker which is like even more crazy to me yeah wow I, I mean it feeds into the the role that you know we're essentially South Asian women or maybe even women in general of like playing like the caretaking role and I'm like looking around our virtual little zoom room and like even all the jobs that we have like that plays a very much a caretaking role. Like me being a psychotherapist is very heavily like empath, like caretaking of many people. You being a nurse, like it's like how it, it's so interesting to me. And yes, we, if we, I enjoy, I love my job. I love psychotherapy. I love like all like system practice. I love ch changing policies, but I also don't want to pick up anyone's shit you know like I don't want to come home and like do someone else's laundry if I don't have to like yeah and it's also like if you're already like groomed 
like as a woman, as a South Asian woman from your own household of like, let's say at least two decades, three decades before you're living with someone, like why is that going to change overnight? Like it's not, you're just going to kind of grow resentful with someone else in your life versus like when you're at home, if that's not being changed, like when you're living in your parents' house, it's not going to just randomly change when you marry someone or live with someone else. And I think that's another thing that like nobody talks about and it's not brought to attention. It's just like, okay, you're going to like go from one, like one person's house to living under another roof with someone else. And I think that gap between like where a lot of people aren't able to live with themselves before that next step, like also is just really, really difficult in like breaking away from these processes because like if you live by yourself you're gonna have to create a whole routine for yourself like you know no matter what gender you are you are going to have to cook for yourself you have to do your own laundry there's nobody that's gonna do any of that for you you have to know how to pay your own bills like there's so many things that go into that and you know you have to have that own awareness for yourself and like once you add someone else into that if you already don't know how to do that stuff like it's gonna also be natural to just like want to take over someone else's because it can be easier that way because like who wants to go through conflict like it's uncomfortable right. it's not fun and it's hard and it has never been modeled to any of us like i just mm -hmm. i was born i was with my parents and that was it like they didn't like sit down and talk to me about like oh hey this is how we like contribute to the household or like on Mondays, I do laundry. On Tuesdays, he does this. No, it was just like, I knew my mom was always going to cook. And I knew my dad was going to go to work. And like, that was that. Like, it, there was never a time where like, even if my dad had vacation for like a week where he would do the cooking. And like, mm -hmm. my dad, like, is very hands on in the household. But it's still like little moments where like now that I'm even older, and I like go back to my parents house that I notice like, for example, like my mom, like, prepping everything in the kitchen and like she brings everything out and I'm like like that would never happen in like the household that I'm creating now with my partner like we always bring everything out together or like ask each other what we need like it would never be acceptable for my partner to just sit there and for me to bring out 10 dishes it would not it would not be acceptable like if that happened I'd be like your leg better be broken or like I, there's no other reason and like now I realize when I go back to my mom's house, like how much of a load she had mentally as a woman that I didn't even realize when I was younger. It's so interesting hearing all these things because I'm just like, I like the whole caretaker thing. I was trying to see if I can relate to it because I don't have like younger like kids in my life. Like I don't like my nieces and nephews are all in Bangladesh. So I don't know how that aspect works. But then like just the last part that you said about like parents, like my dad comes home and he just like, like it's summertime. So he is like, his head is like outside in the backyard gardening and he he like acts like a little kid like he won't get out like he won't come back in until he's done like picking the 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 dead thing I don't know anything about gardening but like picking the the things and like watering the watering them I don't know what he does but he does that for hours and hours and hours until it's like around this time like 7 38 o'clock when it's dinner time um or I guess maghrib because he prays and then he comes back inside so 
like it's just like impossible to get him to come inside and do anything and then when he finally is okay to do it on his own he just like goes to the living room is on his on his phone on watching tv until like my mom says oh dinner's ready like he doesn't help out he doesn't do anything um and then like my mom complains here and there which like I probably shouldn't say it's complaining it's right by her that like no no one's really helping her but like she's like I'm I get like right now she's a teacher so she doesn't have much to do during the summer but um uh, she's like working and cooking and then she doesn't have anyone to help her. I come from, I come home from work like pretty late around like five or five or five thirty, And so like, she's just getting everything done and she's just like, oh, no one's even like setting the table or setting the table, the plates or anything. Like I have to do all of this and it sucks. It really does suck. And then, um, it's just, it's interesting and, and I think like because my dad does that he goes to work comes home around 5 36 and he goes gardening and he comes back in like he and I don't have like a real relationship like he doesn't really talk to a lot of us he just does this like work garden like tv and like he just stays on his own like here and there I just say oh hi how, how's work or like like uh if there's sports on like I, I grew up watching sports with both both him and my brother so like I would just always say like oh did you see like that game like I, like it would always have to be like these like the like little things that we relate to and that was it that's like that's our relationship and I I think back like when you guys were saying like or when Fires was saying like your your dad was in your life and like um was there present like yes my dad like helped me learn how to drive and stuff but the it wasn't I don't know we just never had like any real like moments that like brought us together I do remember home videos where like he would come home from work and I was like a toddler at the time and he would just pick me up and he'd like kiss me on the cheek and be like oh how's, how are you how are you all those cutesy shit and then like after that that was pretty much it so like it, it's crazy to think like he cared a little bit when I was like a toddler and learning how to walk and stuff but then as I grew up he's just like distant and it like goes to say like yeah the new fa fathers out there are just new parents in general like it like it does so much if you like make some kind of initiative help around the house anything like that and then he also like it it just it sounds a little hypocritical when he also like orders me around to do things around the house because it's like what do you do sweetie <laughs> like come on now yeah because he gets so fed up with me that I don't do the dishes but I'm like I clean my I like this th I live in the second floor and so I clean my room like I vacuum it I clean all the desks and everything like that and then I clean the room across the hall and like that's a storage room and sometimes my dad uses it sometimes my mom uses it and like when he used it during COVID because like he couldn't go to work he'd live a mess like he would just like eat like bananas and like crackers and like there'd be crumbs everywhere and who'd have to clean it up me like it just like what the heck <laughs> anyways I'm complaining at this point <laughs> no, it's just really funny too when they like call you out on something that seems and feels hypocritical and it's like you're immediately like on the defensive right it's like but like look at everything that I do and all that stuff and that's like you shouldn't have to you know what I mean like even have this conversation right here like yeah it's it's mind-blowing <laughs> I don't mean to complain at all, <laughs> at all. <laughs> you were just sharing no, your but experiences. It makes me think. Yeah, we're, of course, we're sharing experience, and also now my like my psychotherapy brain is like turning and in like terms of okay, so if women are now like innately groomed to be caretakers, I know you what, you know what you mentioned in terms of oh, like my dad cared by picking me up and then he put me down. He went like 
throughout his day. But I'm wondering if like even the fact that because women are supposed to be caretakers, if that then now men are innately not like rejecting that idea of even showing love, care, affection, doing things with their child, right? Like it, it's 100% related to not just the fact that we have to take the load. Yes, we do. And it's awful, but it also perpetuates to where now not only are men not taking load, they're not even showing up. Like they're not even able to be like maybe their authentic self of like showing love and affection to their child. I mean, I think that's totally true, especially if like someone thinks that like the role, like all those roles are already being fulfilled. Like, oh, I don't even need to add on to that. Like it's already done. Like it's already being done. And like the whole idea behind that is like, okay, it doesn't even matter if that role is being fulfilled. Like, don't you want to like yourself to connect with your child or like your partner or whoever else? Like, don't you want to help and like do these things? Like it has nothing to do with genders. It it just, it's like a simple matter of fact. Like, hey, someone has like these three tasks that they need help with has nothing to do with like anything else like it's so simple and it's crazy like what a meaning we've put behind all this as a society with like all these layers when it's as simple as just like being helpful doing x y and z like that's literally the foundation of it all it has nothing to do with anything else and it's so wild to think about and like when you were saying that like your parents would like yell at you to be like oh why aren't you doing x y and z like my parents do the same thing. Like, my dad would be like, oh, like, why aren't you helping your mom set up the table? I'm like, why aren't you you helping? Like, you know, like, lead by example and I'll, like, follow you. But no, it was always like, oh, why aren't you doing X, Y, and Z? And now that I'm older, I'm like, oh, you were projecting all along. Like, you're the one that should have been helping. And it's, it's like, funny because it, it, like, literally will follow you even until you're probably, like, 90. Like, I, like, will still go to Dawats now, like, where my parents are there, maybe, like, at my in-law's house, and my mom will, like, come to me and whisper, like, oh, like, you know, I notice you're just sitting here with everybody, like, how come you're not helping your mother-in-law? I was like, oh, um, you see, I'm actually sitting next to my partner, and that's his mom, and look, all of our male cousins are sitting here with us too. So like when they all get up, like I'm happy to get up with them. And my mom's just like, oh, wow, I like, like don't say that. Like, what are you talking about? Like, and you know, again, like this is, she thinks this is a reflection of her. Like ultimately at the end of the day, what are people going to say? Like, wow, she raised her daughter to not get up and help. Like, is this how she treated you when you were like living at their house and stuff? And I, and I, I told my partner too, I was just like, listen, like, uh, I'm not I'm not serving anybody anything like you're sitting here watching TV so am I like so are all your cousins like I like and I was like you know who suffers at the end it's like our moms our mother-in-laws like our aunts like they're suffering at the end because now like what I'm not helping to prove a point and now no one's helping because they're all sexist so like this but who's gonna eat all that food everybody yep no that's that's so interesting. And like when you were talking on like how deliberate this whole thing is by design, just like it's just very easy for people in power traditionally to have that power and be comfortable with that. They have no, it's like white privilege, right? Like there's no motivation to change because yeah. you're like super comfortable where you're at. It's like second hand, um, like in the head. Exactly. And at the end of the day, who does suffer? It's like the people who 
are deprived of their autonomy. And it's like, until you break that cycle, like things don't change. And yeah, it's, it's wild. I hope you ate all that food on chat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like telling my mom, I was like, wait, like, you know, how come you're also sitting here then too? Like, like, ev- so everyone's noticing t- collectively that she needs help, but everyone's gonna sit down and do nothing. Like, no. And like, like my partner, he does help his mom a lot, like do everything. And even at, in our household, like he plays a big role in it. But it's like, I still had to open up that conversation. Like, hey, like, this looks bad, like on my end to your mom and my mom, like, I just want to bring that to your attention. Like, this is what it's like for me and my experience. So I was like, you know, like, I don't want to hear these comments. So like, you know, you as a male, like you can get your cousins up, your male cousins to help. And, you know, like, I was like, it's not my place because like, obviously like you grew up with everyone forever and you have a different dynamic in a relationship. But I was like, you know, I'm more than happy to help anybody. Like, I don't want anyone to do extra work. Like, our parents are getting older. But at the same time, like, once you lead, watch. Like, your male cousins and everyone are going to help. And, like, that's what's been happening. Like, I've noticed everyone just continues to help. And, like, it's not like, oh, why isn't the new daughter-in-law stepping in? I was like, I do not care. Like, I'm not here for anybody's approval. Like, we're already married. You don't like me because I'm not serving the rice. Like, oh, well, like my own mom is here and she's watching me not serve anybody. So I don't care. My approval rating is like in the toilet since like years ago, like with whatever I do. So I don't care. But that, like, that's not how it is in other households or other dawats that I go to. Like I see like the daughters or the daughter-in-laws like running to get like everything to make sure everyone has tea, everyone has cookies, everything like as if like no one is capable of themselves to get anything like literally I've seen like the men are just sitting in a room like relaxing like chatting away and then the food comes and everyone just gets up and goes and I'm like wait really no one sees there's a problem with this like and like you know like now that I'm older and I've hosted things I'm like oh my gosh like my feet are killing me if I like even put out like one dish I do not know how our moms made like 30 different things from scratch, like vegetable, meat, lamb, curry, this, that, like all from scratch. And then they like clean up everything because they didn't even have dishwashers. I'm like, I can't even host anything with disposable stuff. Like that's bought from outside. Yeah. But you know, it's like refreshing to hear about, you know, like various partners that are stepping up, you know, like. Luckily, I didn't. I grew up in a pretty like equal household where my dad did a lot of the things that my mom did, and it's funny. Like even my older brother and my dad make the best tea in our house, so they're always making like the tea and dessert and like serving that since they made it. So luckily, I didn't witness this in my own family, but of course, going to various people's houses, I witnessed it, and I'm seeing more of even like my friends' spouses my um my cousin's spouses like how it is very much changing and how we need to continue having these conversations yeah like I've noticed if I go to like some of my friends houses like it is like slowly evolving not at the pace that I would like personally but it is happening slowly but it's like it's like these bare minimum things and I'm like oh my gosh people are really learning from scratch from scratch (laughs) and they're our generation I'm like oh my gosh, like, 
you know, it's the female always asking, like, oh, my God, are you guys thirsty? Do you want this? Do you want that? And then, like, you know, maybe they'll nudge at the husband to, like, get a cup or something. And, you know, they're going to go right away and they're very helpful and eager. But it's, like, the light bulb doesn't even click that, like, they should be offering something. And, like, people have told me, like, all the time, like, oh, like, you know, you're so lucky, like, your partner does X, Y, Z. I'm like, no, like, yes, I'm grateful, but no, like, this is a basic requirement. Him asking you if you want water, like, that's not something I taught him. Like, he came like that, and that's how it should be. Like, I'm not, like, they're like, you know, oh, wow, like, it's so nice to see. I'm like, nope, like, I was like, I'm not praising him. Like, you know, like, when I'm with him alone, I'm like, yeah, thanks so much for helping me. But I'm like, in front of everyone, I'm like, nope, like, this is how it should be. Like, you're not getting extra praise. I was like, we're taking back all the male privilege only through you. Like, you're going to have to, like, take back everything that we've all lost, okay? (laughs) I am proud of, like, our generation. I think, like, as we've come, like, around about to close up this episode, I think, like, we are, like, our generation is fixing it in a way. Like, Ansha, your partner is helping out. Like, my, I see my brother and sister-in-law, they're always, like, working together and doing things. Um, Like, I have stories on stories, which I feel like I also mentioned in the last episode, but it's, like, she cooks and then he helps like set the table he brings like the plates like a plate of food and everything like that like he helps out and anytime like i think even before that he got married like i would tell him like yo let's like help me with the cups like let's let's go let's go and so i think like our generation like we we could pat ourselves on the back that we're trying to change these stigmas and these like traditions and i think hopefully we're going in the right direction Thanks for listening, everyone. (laughs) We'll be back for another uh, episode next month. Bye.